Like, you see, because whenever I listen to it back on the like, car or whatever, it's like, please! Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome back to another episode of the Keel Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Alex Keel, alongside me, the inside of the insiders, <gasps> Tyler Gahill. Hello, everyone. And we will be joined by none other than Thomas. Beyondo. And that will happen a little bit later, but first, before Le- we... Later. Le- later. Oh, <laughs> Get, get it? The Gabriel Iglesias bit? I do. That's later. why I said later. But you just, you just took it too far and scared everyone. Everyone's thinking this is a nice, home, good, hardworking oh. show. And, <laughs> and then there you are, just, just creeping everyone out, scaring everyone. Now I want Krispy Kreme. We're going to have less than our trivia episode, thanks to you, buddy. Okay, first of all, <laughs> I don't think that's possible. Second of all, <laughs> shut up. You're going to have less than our old ones that aren't even on the list anymore. Well, for good reason. Yeah, it's, that's definitely true. That was before we were sponsored by nothing other than Baron Blade. <laughs> oh my god, was that that was oh that was the Carlson one too? Yep. Oh boy, that oh, was yeah. a good one. That was that was when I literally said, I called out Ovechkin saying he's never going to win the cup, and then I said, now watch, Washington's going to win the cup. Literally. I should have saved that one part just for that. Literally, literally, literally. Literally, with no T, because just forget other consonants. In Are it. you learning French over there with the le, le, and le? Le, no, le, no, it's le, la, it's le, le. la, and le. No, well, okay. Le, la, t- le. The different lures. Oh, yes. Because there's one with S and so on and so yes. forth. Yes. And according to Bruce Boudreaux, Minnesota Wild just have to play better. Sorry, I I'm gonna I try, mean, you're not I'm going to try to have Twitter scrolling just so I can, like, if anything else comes up, because well, we do it have- is that time of year. You're not wrong. Well, we did have some breaking news that we will talk about. Actually, oh, no, let's let's kick her off. It was kick only five, her off? Five right. minutes ago, the NHL player safety decided to tweet out that Evgeny Malkin has been suspended one game for going kamikaze with his hockey stick after Michael Roffel. Now. Set the scene. What happened? Set the mood. So, Evgeny Malkin <laughs> tries... <laughs> set the, the mood. He's in, in, in the bush. bush. It's dirty in the bush. In the bush. uh, Change the bush. Mood. (laughs) Set the mood. Evgeny Malkin tries to grab the puck from a clear that is done by none other than the Philadelphia Flyers. They are in Philly, by the way. They are in Philly. And the Flyers. So there's some solid play on the sideboard right in front of the Philadelphia bench. Good tough play. And Evgeny Malkin is involved. And is Michael Ruffin. And Raffle. so, the, so they get, I think it's Raffle. Raffle. Raffle like a waffle. Did okay. I say waffle? Waffle. Raffle like a waffle. He, okay. He's hunting waffles. Well, well, he's hunting waffles. In the morning, <laughs> I'm making waffles. Making waffles. Back to the show. Good solid play. And not, he gra- ra- yeah, he grabs a little bit. A little, little he, grab. And then he gives him a little shot. Yeah, he gives Raffle. him a- Hits Malkin with a, with, with, a, with a punch in the back of the head. A good punch. Now, right I would, hook. Well, now, jab. Malkin is upset, obviously. I would Malkin be too. Malkin snapped before. He has. He he does have that red mist, just like Nazem Kadri does. Like, just like anyone. Just like any human being does. That's what people don't understand. Well, yeah. It's an animalistic tendency that's in our genes that nobody ever... That we, have, we are better controlling than some other animals. Well, no, duh. However, that is still a thing that we have that we will do. Well, yeah. When you slap me, what am I supposed to do? Say, what was that for? No, I'm going to attack in defense. Yeah. 
Yeah. That's how it is. Well, Sorry. it's the fight or flight kind of thing. And most humans have the fight thing. Oh, some some have fight, some have flight. Some can get slapped and just well, go away. And in, some, in the, like me, in, I slap and I'm like, what in the world? Grab your sweater, give you one, two, angle with In Jack. the world of sports, most have fight because there's the competitive tendency and then there's those that... And there's and, the being called up by Don Cherry and Hockey Night in Canada. Yes. Go ahead. So if Kenny Malkin gets upset, obviously, because getting punched in the back of the head is not fun, swings his not wooden stick. Thank goodness. Thank goodness it's not wooden. At good old Raffle. And from my perspective... Looks like he makes contact. Now, Tyler, you had so, an opinion about this. Well, okay. Malkin was quoted after saying it was a dirty play. Malkin said himself it was a dirty play. Yes. Swinging your stick towards a guy's noggin is never a good idea. Ever. You never want to do it. Okay? It's just not good. Okay? No. I've done it to you before. You've done it to me before. It's not pretty. No. There's a reason why we're doing a show and we are being watched by special people. Anyways. Um, no, that's not true at all. But the long story of short. Okay, yes. You're hitting the head with a baseball bat. Get over it. I have a scar for it. <laughs> Shouldn't have been standing there. But anyways, anyway. Keep going. <laughs> so if you watch replay back, he gets him. It's really close. And the way he reacted, yes, I understand it's a composite stick and it's a whip one-handed slash. But there'd be more involved. First of all, if you count him in the side of the head, there is a cut. There's a cut coming. He didn't get cut. And I, you watch it back and it's very close to his head. You can see it catches his shoulder. It grazes his shoulder. So that's why Malkin said he dived. He probably went down because he felt a stick, and he just it just is an instinct sometimes. Well, yeah. But this is why I think it was only one game. Because if he had caught him in the head, did you, pff, playoffs? Maybe. <laughs> like, you may be back in time for the playoffs. If you slash him upside the head like that. That's why the angel okay. player... That, that's a bit of a stretch because the, the Pittsburgh Penguins still have plenty of time left in the regular season. Well, it's a slash to the head deal. Donald Brashear, don't forget, Marty McSorley was spending 20 games for spending Brashear, and those were in the old rule days, okay? Let alone today. Then again, that was a that was a two-handed slash. But you know what I'm saying, though. Intentional slash. It would, it, it would be at least Malkin 15 had, games. If Malkin had, yes, I, that'd be close to the end. So, yes, you know what I'm saying, though. It'd be end of March you're looking at. Yes. So, I think there's actually how many games? I'm looking, let me look at the standings here. I just want to make sure. 15 games. 15. Okay. okay. I guess we have a lot more time than that than I thought. Yeah. Anyways, that's why I think it was only one game because they see the intent. It was the intent that really drew the call. Because they announced the hearing was earlier today. It was like in the Eastern time. It was before noon. Yes. It was, and that's why it was, there was a lot of talk on whether or not they really reviewed it. They made sure they slowed it down, looked it over. Because we tried slowing it down, looking at it. It was really close. You could tell because... I think the way this the way the stick followed through, if you caught him in the head, his stick go, doesn't go fully through like that. That's what I'm trying to say. I I don't disagree that he made contact. I can agree that he made contact. Did he may, may have he, he may have grazed his side of his helmet? It's entirely possible. It is. Do you have that microphone on? Yeah, the microphone's on. Sorry. Okay. Just making sure. Thomas, making sure. Who calls who again? We call you. But needless to say. <laughs> Thank you, Thomas. Thank you, Thomas, for interrupting the show. But, uh, but, but, all, all, in all seriousness, this though, this comes not too long. Maybe a couple days after. Actually, hold on. This was, yeah, like two days after James Neal gets his chiclets knocked out. Is James but, Neal officially sponsored now by Spit and Chiclets? Yeah, is he serious? No, like, well, I, money he, is money, dude. Oh, well, but needless to say, enough. James Neal just got his chicklets knocked out by a high stick. Players need to know 
that, but it was un, but that one's unintentional. They've gotten a lot more lenient with the follow through sticks. Well, yes, that in that situation which, it was a four minute, which, which I'm indifferent minor. about to be honest with you. What the the high the incidental high sticking? Like if you call it okay, if you don't like, you can tell when a guy tries to go for a stick left and catches him. Yes, call that. But like on a shot, you shouldn't have been standing there. That's what I say. What do you mean? Like if you get like a guy winds up for a shot, follows through on the forehand, and you're going down to block a shot, and you're right there, and you get caught with a high stick. Uh, that's your fault for getting in the way. That's what uh, my idea. But then if you go for a stick lift and you miss the stick and you catch him in the face, yes, absolutely penalty. But like, because remember that was always a rule. No matter what, if you follow through on a stick, if you follow through on a shot, you know you got to be more careful with your stick or whatever. You know. No. Okay, I did. That, that's always been a rule. Obviously, uh, you, I, you I didn't watch know that you one. clearly don't watch as much as I do. Anyways, long story short, I agree. Well, it's not the fact that I don't as much, watch as much as you. It's the fact that I don't see that happen as much. That's true. When I, people go down for shots, it's from a slap shot from the point, and they're usually blocking the shot at maybe at the top of the circle. Maybe the top. Yeah, you're right. Um, but people are already asking, you know, is it worth it? Is it worth a one-game suspension? Tim and Sid are going on it right now. I... Obviously, we don't have audio for that because... Personally, I think it should have been two games. At least. You want to know why? Well, he's not a first-time offender, but that's the thing. It's They're calling it for the intent. The intent. That's what they're... Yeah, intent to injure. He was... Just a- like going back to previous episodes we've had. Just like when Tom Wilson would hit people with an intent to injure. And he actually killed the guy almost. Exactly. He sent the guy not to San Antonio. He sent him somewhere else because the guy doesn't even think he's on planet Earth, I'm guaranteed after that hit. So if Evgeny Malkin... If he makes contact, yes, it's 20 games. If he doesn't, you see the intent. Yes, if Wilson... Came, now, here's the thing. This almost is almost hypocritical sounding coming from me. Like you said, the intent to injure, okay? Well, what if Wilson goes for a headshot and misses? Nobody gets called, no fines, nothing. The fact that Malkin made contact with the intent raises a suspension or raises a suspension at least a minimal suspension like i said had he made contact beside raffle's head malkin isn't coming back until almost playoff time i'm just saying it should have been more than one game because their next game is against the edmonton oilers and that's not it's what they are missing that game well yes you're missing only one game but at that point are you even missing a game well that okay that doesn't matter well, that, that I, I, really, that really doesn't. I know it's a subjective thing for me to say, and it's a bit of a bias because, it really, in theory, when you're when you're thinking it's about, it's never about what games are coming up. They don't take that into account. It just, it's, it's, it's just a game. one game. Yeah, that's kind of dumb to think that. Oh, just because Edmonton, we should make it two games now because Edmonton's not a legitimate team. Well, Edmonton's no. still only a couple points out of playoffs. But we'll, well talk I'm, about. I'm saying it should be more than one game just because I think it was ridiculous. I do think I think it I deser- don't. I, I think it personally deserves listen, more if, than one game. If he doesn't make any contact, you're looking at maybe a fine, maybe if that. The fact that he made some well, he should have been contact. Even the, the intent. He, if even if he doesn't hit him, at, touch him at all. He still should have get fine, gotten fined. That's why. That's why. why? I, that's what I said. That's what I said. I, I said he should get fined if he didn't make contact. He grazed. I thought you him. just said that he did. He wouldn't have even gotten fined. I said maybe he maybe would have gotten fined. Well, he should. Well, well, he made contact. That's why he got suspension. No, like I mean I said, if you didn't make contact, but he here's should the thing: still we've seen dangerous, like hard two handed slashes that only go as fines. The fact that it was up near the head. Question: The literally the NHL more or less made the decision because it was clearly going towards his head. Exactly. Whether or not he actually made contact with his head is it was very very microscopic. You could not tell. You really couldn't tell. 
I mean, you can. No, you can Because obviously, if he didn't make contact, he wouldn't have stayed down on the ice for as long as he did. He would have... Because Raffle probably got hit in the head somewhere, and he went down... He got hit and, in the shoulder, and he may have gotten great. It clearly wasn't nearly effective, because he was fine. Well, nevertheless, he was, he was down there checking his head to make sure that he was not, like... Cut open, bleeding, or or, yeah, because that's on the like composite Cause, six. Because hey, if you, you, can you catch if you, a piece if of graphite, or, exactly. If you get nicked, you're gonna get you know your face slit open. But no, it's listen. The call is what it is. I'm not gonna. You, there's no point in going back on it. Could it have been worse? Absolutely. Do I think it's fair? Yes. I don't think it's as bad as some other plays that I've seen before. Slew foots are not treated as much as they should be. They shouldn't. But the well, fact. Or excuse but me. The they fact, aren't. But. This is a good call by the player safety by not taking it lightly because saying, oh, maybe he didn't catch him in the head. But still, we should still call something. Cause, I think it should have been two games. Well, you know what? That's why you don't wear player safety. You're right. Because unfortunately, George Peros, because you don't have a mustache. That's why. George Peros has a mustache. You that's don't. That's right. I am not a certified you are recognized hockey man. You are blonde like myself. Therefore, you will never have a mustache. I try to have a mustache. Can you know how well that works? Try it. The closest thing I will be able to get to that is, you know, like a full-fledged beard. Because huh. those are apparently acceptable. But I'm not allowed to have that for oh, certain boy. reasons. Wow. Okay. <laughs> so, who... I want to... Okay, I got to see who... All right. <laughs> you want to spit it out on the, the Leafs Nation retweeted this. Uh, Basaholics tweeted out, Malkin gets one game suspension for swinging his stick. If that was Nazem Kadri of the Maple Leafs, he gets 10. Peros is such a loser. He hates Leafs because of this pick. And it's the time when George Peros fought Colt Lord, and Colt Lord actually dragged him into the ice and went face first when he fell. Remember the beginning of the 2013 yeah. Some guy just tweeted that. I, I'm not laughing because it's like it's funny seeing him on the ice. It's funny because, like, some And then sir, Leafs Nation retweeted, it's like, sir, this is a Wendy's. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, this is a Wendy's. Can sir, you, sir, your order's ready. <laughs> sir, this is a Wendy's. Can you please, Can you please vacate calm the premises? Down. This guy reads 10 games. No, okay, There are no. people waiting in line behind you, sir. This is a drive Keep her moving. Sir, everyone wants to go home before the storm gets through. Can you please keep her moving? Take your ju- giant junior bacon cheeseburger and get the heck out of here. No, sir, we do not have the spicy chicken nuggets anymore. Sir, are you? Do you need more salt with your wing or your chicken tenders? Here you go. Here's some more salt. If you want spicy, we do offer sriracha mayo. Oh, you had to ruin it, didn't you? It's not bad. I, sriracha mayo is fine. In, or is it sriracha ranch? But it might be sriracha ranch. Sir, I think you know or what spicy sriracha. Sauce. Hot take, no pun intended. Sriracha is overrated. Dude, sriracha is delicious. I like sriracha, dude, but it's so overdone now. Like people like it too much. I I like it in in moderation. Now they everyone decided for like a year and a half span there, it just went. Everyone sriracha is greatest thing in the world. Sriracha Doritos, sriracha blaze chips, sriracha, sriracha, sriracha. Holy cow, people! That's how sriracha's f- been around forever, dude. That's how fads work. Before that, it was pickles. And pickling things. What's wrong with Before that, it was avocado. Okay, have you ever had pickled hard-boiled eggs? Yes. No, don't you start grimacing over there. <laughs> the peanut gallery's over there grimacing. It's a wonderful thing. Okay, do you like mustard? Okay, it's okay. not a it great It tastes thing. like a slight mustardy flavor. They're really good. They're Here, really good. Oh, no, Tyler, here's the thing, though. Me, even me, someone who is a bona fide lover of hard-boiled eggs. It's disgusting. <laughs> I love them. 
God made hard-boiled eggs one thing and one thing only. Bland enough to put salt slash whatever you want on there. Not to put it in pickle juice. Brienne uh, McDonough, um, Chappie's wife, one of my guys, girls she, up in Lucknow, she looks at me and like, Ty, we were, at, uh, we were doing a three-on-three tournament. And I was refing, and this was after the game, so I am, at this point, you know, had been up at the Blue Line Club for a minute or two. And she's like, you want to try a pickled egg? Like, what, like, crack it? Like, no, pick a hard-boiled egg, try it. And the river's like, don't try it, it's a trap. Brian's like, try it, try it. I'm like, oh, whatever, I'll try it, you know, because at that point in the night, I'm like, gun-ho, woo, let's do it. And I try it, I'm like... Which is not that hard for you, but go on. Always, yeah, says you. Um, Oh, yeah, I said it, called you out. We're not going to get into this because this is a very family-friendly show. But anyways, long story short, no, it was, I took one bite, and I was like, holy cow, it's like a, it's like a mustardy egg. Which is weird sounding, but it tastes good. And then I had another one. And another one. And I probably had a few more beverages. And uh, that's where the, that ended. <laughs> but they were good when I was... That's what the one time I had spinach dip was the last time I ever had Fireball. <laughs> put two and two together. I like spinach dip for a few hours, and that was it. You put spin- You put Fireball in your spinach dip? No, no. I was, had, I was enjoying spinach dip while I was drinking Fireball. Well, first of all, that's a, not a good combination. It was not. You're right. And that was also... Let's think of it this way. That was the Michigan-Michigan State game, the fumbled punt. Well, that's your fault. No, that's the punter's fault. Because I would not have... There would not have been an extra fireball that had to be too. Anyways, uh, where were we? Uh, we're talking about... Pickle eggs? We're talking about weird stuff, so let's talk about weird injuries. Oh, golly! Uh, so, yes. Have you ever heard of ice, Alex? I have. It's slippery. Hockey's played on ice, Hockey's don't play- you? Don't oh, curling's on ice. They walk <gasps> with shoes. And grippy shoes, too, actually. What am I doing? Curling. Son of a... But, you know, I, it's, it's on ice. It is. So you think these hockey players yep. know about ice. Slippery. A little slip. Yeah. A little slick. A little slip. Yeah. Slide smooth. Sometimes rough. Sometimes walk- slushy rough. But yeah, sometimes walk- Walking back to the car from rumors. It was a little bit of ice. Yeah. Well, and the war. Okay. Anyways... So, apparently, now, okay, this is kind of more or less the assumption, but the press release came out that David Pasternak fell off ice on way to transportation to go to a team fell event. Fell off ice? No, 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 fell off, no, fell off the ice, like, outside, like, outside the rink. He was going, he was walking, and he fell. On ice? No, we don't know that. However, the way it sounds, it just... He just fell. And I'm just kind of jokingly saying he slipped and fell on ice because I don't know, but it sounds like the way it is in Boston right now, the kind of weather, and you haven't walked outside. It's probably ice. Probably ice. So he slipped and fell and uh, injured his thumb. So he's out two weeks after thumb surgery. Good job. You fell over. He fell. He fell over like this podcast. How many million dollar player falls, hurts his thumb, gets surgery, out two weeks? Out probably another week for rehab. Oh, yeah, rehab your thumb. Play Chell, Chell, bro. Dude, dude. Oh, my gosh, you can't play Chell. No, he can't. Oh, he my can't. gosh. He How can you not play Chell? Actually, my kid, I work for a living. I can't, right? I've never... Last night was Even probably, worse, Tyler, he can't play Fortnite. I don't think Pasternak's big into Fortnite. Probably not. He's not Mitch Martin, his best friend. Mitch Martin, yeah, those guys. There's broken thumbs in the Leafs. There's questions. <laughs> hey! All right. Who got too deep in Fortnite? It was like the same time the uh, remember when Joel Zumaya, the old Tigers pitcher, yep. got injured playing Guitar yep. Hero. Yep. That Ooh, didn't David Price get hurt? Some dumb like that. I don't know if it was Fortnite know. or something. He had an injury with his wrist. I don't remember what it was. You know who did get injured playing Fortnite? Craig Anderson. Oh lordy. Okay. 
So this is kind of interesting because you know how goaltenders, I do it. I used to do it with tennis ball, but I used to do it with racquetball. Now you bounce the ball off the wall, get your hand-eye coordination ready to go. You're tracking, you're watching it. So he's out the ice, he's at the gym, Craig Anderson is, and a tennis ball hits him in the in the facial area. Yeah. Particularly the eyeball. Square in the eyeball. I thought, I'm sorry, the yeah, way I, I mean, say eye, eyeball is just kind of weird, I know. You need those. You need the eyeball to see, especially if you're Anderson, because clearly you're not seeing the puck at all as it is. But long story short, he gets hit in the eye, a minor scratch, so he's not playing tonight. There's no really indefinite injury. He probably just needs a couple days to get the eye working. He got hit in the eye with a tennis ball. He's got a minor scratch. Like fuzz, whatever. You, know, you get hit in the eye, Alex, it's a very fragile surface. Well, yeah, but I've been hitting... How fast was the tennis ball going? Was he playing tennis? Maybe. Was he at the racket club in Canada? Or somewhere between Canada and Ottawa? I don't know. All I'm saying is this. The Calgary Flames have a tennis court in their, inside their, like, players' lounge. They need to spend their money elsewhere. <laughs> All of a sudden, like, Riddick, Smith, you guys are you guys aren't playing tennis anymore. Anderson got hurt over there in Ottawa, Canada, where the heck he's from. You, you know, do you wonder, okay, you know how many times when I say, when I joke about Ottawa playing in Canada, everyone thinks I'm making fun of Canada? You want? Dude, it's so dumb. You wonder? They play in Canada. K-A-N-A-T-A. Look it up. Like, that's not a real place. I look up Canada, Canada. I show them, they're like, oh, it's not a joke. Yeah, Canada, Canada. They're like, oh, you're going, for, you're going to Canada? Why would I want to go to a suburb of Ottawa? Why? Why would I? All I'm saying is this. And then they get so confused. Fans wonder why Calgary cannot afford a new rink. Because they're installing a tennis court. There you go. They're installing a tennis court. They're installing a tennis court with a table tennis court on top of the tennis there, court with the a table tennis gonna, court on top of that court. The idea, isn't it going to be they're going to put the rink like a block away or on the other side of the... Is it a block away or the other side of the city of Calgary they put the arena? Dude, I don't know. I think they should leave that rink just for the Hitmen. Actually, they got to make it smaller. Hitmen don't draw as much as they used exactly. to. Exactly. If they're, if they're going to build a new arena, it's got to be for the Hitmen. And then they have to renovate... No, not, the Saddle Dome, I think, is past renovation. It's not... I mean, unless they went out of the building for a little... That's what they said about... No, um, not Nassau. I know Nassau, yes. That's what they said about Nassau. But they went out and they allowed them to renovate. So they'd have to go out of the arena to allow it to renovate. So you need a rink. And... So, I don't build a rink that's a little bit bigger. Build an arena in Calgary. Spend tax dollars on that. Also have tax dollars go into fixing the old rink. Yes. Genius, Alex. And you're going into thank goodness you're not going you're not going into business and financial management because <laughs> you'd be in trouble. Well, I'm not saying it's a good idea. I'm saying if that's what they want to do, that's what they have to do. They're still in not a saying it's possible. They're still in such a bind with that right now. It's I I don't dang cattle farmers. Yeah. Well, hey, I'm, uh, rough riders. No, that's a again with the Saskatchewan. It's in Regina. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. They're in Calgary, so it's the Roughnecks. No, it, yes, the Roughnecks. There you go. That's ah, yes. That's better. The Red, I mean, Roughnecks. Roughnecks. The Roughnecks, the Rednecks. So, yeah, so that was kind of rough. <laughs> roughnecks. Roughnecks. For, but, I mean, having injuries like that, you almost, it makes, it doesn't make you feel like they're one of us. They slip on ice. They catch tennis balls in the eye. <laughs> it's an everyday occurrence. Tyler. As someone that's going into sports management and such, I think of these people as assets. They better be staying in their rooms and eating. Just under lock and door. Yeah, 
With uh, with the you're not allowed to breathe here until I tell you to. With the wheat grass shakes, and you gotta have your heart right at the the new son the new son was that the new Sonic commercial, with what? uh with them on the bikes or whatever. 130 beats. Uh, what's your heart rate, coach? 130 beats per minute. Good. And then you have Mario Tremblay <laughs> squatting with cracking knees. And the worst. And there's the funny part is I don't even know if those are sound effects. <laughs> Probably not. Hey, Mario Tremblay, and it's like, are you guys going? I can't do a French accent. I'm gonna sound horrible. Um, but he's like, well, what do you say? He's like, are you guys going for a bike ride or something? Like, are he's you just going doing, for a bike ride? Are you guys warming up or going for a bike ride? Because you have you have Mike Vernon doing the vice grips. <laughs> he's got it's the glove hand. It's the he's just squeezing it with the glove hand. Dougie Gilmore is curling something. <laughs> not even weights, just curling something. And Mario Trombley's trying to do squats, and he's not even like he's not even getting not even like here's he's one eighty, and he's like maybe going down to like one sixty. He's not squatting. His knees are like, nope, this is not how, how you know, however you'd say, like, this is not how it works. This is, our knees this are not. This is not how it works. Like, are you guys going there for a bike ride or warming up? Something like that. Is that better? No. Yeah, I, yeah, I feel yeah, bad. Yeah. Whenever I try to do a French accent, I feel, like, horrible. Well, that's why you should learn French. Then I you'll be try really... learning French. And you know what happened? I ended up second semester getting Trisha Erickson. <laughs> why is she no. laughing? She doesn't get it. No. No. Okay. She's just making fun of you because she's learning French better than you. Probably, because she probably has a teacher that was A, not attractive, and B, probably knows what she's talking about. Okay, just because you had a hard-on for your French teacher is not her fault. (laughs) (laughs) She didn't know what she was talking about, okay? I couldn't, and yeah, you know what? High school. You know what? I think we should should call Thomas. We should call Thomas? I think we should. All right, so let's give... Let's call Thomas. Let's call Thomas. All right, now, folks, we have our guests. Introducing now... Over there from the east side. The voice of your D1 Davenport Panthers. The one. The only. Thomas. Biondo. Thank you. Thank you very much. Quite there it is. I hope I can live up to that. <laughs> well, it was a delayed goal horn, Alex. We'll be... I got it. Oh, jeez. Oh, Hi, Thomas. That was? Okay, well, that's fine, too. How are, we were trying to make you feel more welcome with the wings goal horn. I mean, even though, I mean, we play it just like they do, like on a speaker. It's not the actual horn. <laughs> right. No, absolutely. No, and hey, it just was a little, little late. I thought I thought it was actually a connection trouble and because stuff doesn't necessarily translate over the phone that well all the time, but I appreciate the, the effort. No, it was it was just like the Davenport goal horn. It was 30 seconds after it was supposed to go off. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, Thomas, I mean, it's been a pretty Crazy week in the last week of hockey. First, I mean, this past Sunday, Randy Carlisle gets fired from Anaheim. What is your initial opinion? Was this, is this, you know, the right thing to do? Was it too late? Should it have been done earlier? What do you think? Uh, it's kind of the, the tough luck rule. Things are going bad, so somebody's got to get fired. I mean, that's just sports. It isn't always fair or right, and I, I kind of, sometimes I kind of hate it. And, you know... I was looking at it. Anaheim has played 46 different players this year between forwards, defensemen, goalies. Goalies in there, too. Four goalies, 42 skaters. By comparison, Edmonton's played 35. Toronto has only played 27. Yeah, we know. People people don't like to use injuries as an excuse, and I get that, but how are you supposed to win when you've basically cycled through two rosters? Well, you got to remember, Corey Perry was out for how long with his knee? And but that's only one player. And Getzloff has been—he's missed some games too. Okay, because he's old. 
and John Gibson. Johnny Gibson's actually, for the reason of the doubt, for what I always bash him for, he's been one of the more healthy ducks this season. Exactly. Okay, so right there, that's only two players. Why do you need to go through what San Antonio has? Or is, or is uh, they, San Diego. San Diego, excuse me. Because Dallas Aikens is a great coach. Well, and, and, and the thing is, is that, I mean, it's also been trades, too. Like, guys that definitely were not on this roster, you know, that they brought in Delzato. He, you know, he didn't start the season with them. They brought in, I don't believe Cracknell started the season with them. You know, uh, St. Carrick, I don't think, did. I mean, they're just, I, I mean, uh, Joseph Landisi. I know I know some of those guys weren't in with Anaheim to start the year, and now here they are. And I, and it's kind of it's kind of a trend that I think we're seeing uh, around the league here where it's, okay, let's just get as many people here as we can, and, and we'll kind of see what works with it. I mean, it's, it's the weirdest part. What is it? They've only won two games in the last three months or something like that, or I don't know how many games it's been. I, I, and the crazy thing is, is that with, with how the West is, they're still only eight points out. Oh, them, them and L.A. Yeah, I know. L.A. and that awful start, and they're still exactly eight points out. So was, well, when I interviewed John Hoven like a couple months ago, he's like, oh, yeah, we just need John the Quick to play well, and the Kings will get back into it. Well, I mean, I don't know if they've gotten back into it or everyone's just fallen out of it. Right. Is every, right. Have they gotten into it by default? And then, but hey, you know, you get hot at the right time. See, but see, there's so many three-point games and there's so many teams that are, are, are so close. You know, Chicago's won seven straight and they're still four points back or five points, six points back. I mean, you, it, it can't just be hot. You got to get white hot for like a month, month and a half. You can't just turn it around and win, you know, if LA won six of 10, that's not going to get it done. You got to get white hot if you're open to catch up. Well, yeah, especially since Anaheim and Los Angeles do hold the bottom two spots in the Pacific division. But, you know, like kind of going a little bit more northern, like a little bit, oh, just, 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 just a little bit. Right. So is Edmonton a gung ho disaster? I, I don't know what you mean by gung ho, but they're a disaster. All right. <laughs> And, and it's just, here, here, here's the thing. It's, to me, it's as simple as you can't, one guy does not make 18. And Drysettle's good fine. Nugent Hopkins is fine. They, they, they've been good. But you know what? Don't, I believe Nugent Hopkins and McDavid play together. So you almost need to ask yourself, how good is Nugent Hopkins? Because you believe that you could score 30 goals with McDavid on your wing, don't you? Well, right. You and can I, barely skate, Alex. So I you, can skate just <laughs> fine. Well, can you skate? You can you skate faster than Lucic? Yes. Well, that, that's, yeah, that's true. That's what you need because Lucic only has five goals. I mean, that's the rest he has of more the goals than Line. <laughs> I'm sorry. Lucic has more goals than Line in 2019. In okay, year. all right. So you can hot and cold. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. what, what we're talking about this right now. So what you're telling me is I need to pack my bags and go to Edmonton. All right. Well, I mean, it just it seems that way. You know, I thought that the, the 35 number for number of players played because it, doesn't it seem like every week you see a headline blank picked up by waivers by Oilers? Well, yeah, that and then there's also some other headline that comes out of Edmonton that's something that either McDavid or someone said, like just the other day. Um, Connor McDavid was quoted after a practice in a, uh, after like in a morning skate presser saying that we have to be the most desperate team in the league right now. I, it's well, don't ba- Bakersfield's one of the best teams in the American league. They've won like 10 straight. So the players are picking up. They may not be NHL guys, but they're developing. So if there's any positive to look at there. 
Well, I mean, but that's the thing. I mean, these guys are up and down. I mean, how many first-round top-ten picks are on this team? And look at where they're at. Taylor Hall is injured in New Jersey, so he's gone. Ryan Spooner... (laughs) Ryan Spooner's down in the minors. For, right. I thought Ryan Spooner got traded, didn't he? No, he's still down in the minors. Oh, bud. gosh, right. He got buried. That's right. You know, here, here's the here's the biggest thing. Honestly, what I actually think is the biggest thing, and the forwards are going to get looked at the most because you have one of the best forwards in the league. I'm a firm believer. This is just this is my thing. It's kind of like the quarterback thing in, in the NFL. You can't win with an average quarterback. You can't win with an average defense parent group. And I, I just think that Edmonton's got an average group of defensemen and and when you start thinking about teams that have made runs and teams that have gone to the cup finals they have a guy that they can play 25 minutes a night and be good doing it and, and you know Darnell Nurse has done a nice job real nice job and and Clefbaum's missed a lot of time so maybe it there's a little bit of a health factor there too but I, I need you know let, let the the, what flies in the face, believe it or not, is actually Vegas. Because they also, I don't know if they really had a grade-A top-notch defenseman. But just look at everybody else was from there. Spies, Luca Spiza was their guy last year? Was that uh, well, was? he, I think Schmidt came on after um, late. I think he was really good. I believe he was really good in the, the cup finals. It was They did it with about six, all six defensemen playing basically 20 minutes a night. But, you know, think think about the top team. You know, the Penguins with Latang and... And the, the two youngsters that are in Columbus, and then, you know, another team at the top. Nashville, how good they are, and they've got the four defensemen back there. You know, San, San Jose and the, the two big guys that they got back there. You, you just, you got to have a guy that can log 25 minutes a night and be successful doing it. I don't know if they have it. And then they don't have a goaltender to stop to be outstanding, even if they did have that guy. So I think their problems may just be far more on the back end than they are up front. Well, first of all, oh, there's me. a problem with Koskinen oh because he's got a player's number. Oh, get no, off it! No goalie should have the number of 19. That's all I'm saying. And then also, there's nothing... His I mean, contract is stupid. Well, yeah. That's the... Well, it's it, what got him fired. I mean, that, that was the final straw. Which I, mean, I don't which I don't understand where... Do you not talk to your GM to know what he's about to do? You let him sign that. You let him give that contract out and then fire him. Like you didn't know he was going to do that, which I guess maybe they didn't. But and then they wake up next morning to see that in the paper and we're like, done. Well, they said they said it was a group decision, which is great. I mean, if you want to give a guy Scott Darling money and Scott Darling's not even with Charlotte, he went home because he he needs to find his game if he wants to make four point what four point four. Down yeah. in the minors. I mean, there, right. there's the the hockey meme that went around for a bit oh. about about the Koskinen thing, where um, Koskinen's Kos, uh, agent agent called up uh, Shirelli and was like, "Hey, so we're think we're thinking um, six million uh, for three years, or whatever." And it was like, "Oh, well, can you do four point three? And then Koskinen's agent went over, looks at Koskinen, and he's like, "He thinks six million per year." <laughs> We're taking yes, four point five. Yes, yeah. yes. That's awesome. I I haven't seen that, but that is fantastic. I mean, it's it was Peter Shirelli. Yeah. I mean, and I mean, with the even with the trade de- deadline coming up, there, there's not a team that I can think out there that's willing to give up one of their core defensive players for whatever Edmonton has. They're gonna have to sell the farm to get a defense. And, 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 and the thing is, and. I'm going to make a broad generalization that 90% of the, the grade-A defensemen 
are the are also drafted by the team. And, and I know there's there's some very obvious you know stand aparts. Eric Carlson. Well, technically, why did he really leave Ottawa? <laughs> okay, there's a lot of story behind that. Yeah, PK Subban in Nashville. Yeah, okay, but you know what? He another great A defenseman was sent in, in Shea Weber over to to, um, to to Montreal. You know, the other one would was was Suter, and you know, I have I always have. <laughs> The, the giant money that him and Freezy got together, as much as I would have wanted Suter here, I don't know if I would have wanted that package deal at that cost. No. Outside of that, when you look at the list of the top, say, 20 defensemen, I think you're going to find that probably 15 of them were drafted by the team that they were, and none of them were really free agents. It was a trade, if anything else. Right. So, it, it, I, I mean, to, to your point, yeah, maybe at the deadline, but again, I, I, I almost feel it's more off-season trades, you know? PK was dealt in the offseason. The Suter signing, obviously, well, that was a, a signing, but then Carlson was an offseason signing. I, you're right. You don't see grade A defensemen getting traded at the deadline because normally those teams are doing well. Right. I mean, and that's, I mean, speaking of doing well or well ish, we're looking at the West in general right now. You, like you <laughs> said, the bottom two teams are eight points out. Arizona is still within striking distance, and their goaltender is Calvin Pickard and Darcy Kemper. Yeah. Who do you look at in the West right now and say, all right, this team is out, but they still have a chance to get in? Okay, so from the group that's out, oh, boy. you can. The, the funny thing is, is you can make an argument, I think, for pretty for, for more than half of them. Vancouver being, all right, if, if Pedersen stays healthy, we're, we have a chance every night. He's that good. And you would think that the same argument would be made for McDavid, but it just seems like Vancouver has really made it work. Um, Colorado, with that top line, they're going to be in every game every night. Um, Chicago, maybe they finally put things together. Um, I mean, they beat Detroit the other night. I mean, well, that's no, no, that's not what I'm basing it on. I'm basing it on the fact yeah. that they won seven straight. I'm trying to make it seem like the game against Detroit was. No, but Detroit's bad. I've got no problem admitting it. I'm not going to hide from it. I don't run from it. That's fine. It is what it is. There, I, I like the direction. If you're going to be bad, at least like the direction. And I'm okay with the direction, so that's why the bad doesn't bother me right now. I see what I think is a plan, so you know, let's see if it works. That is the that is the most non toxic thing I've ever heard a hockey fan say, and I'm proud of that. And we were and we're Leaf fans too, where we're just just like we knew we were bad. You know, and I I may have said this the last time I was on, but I just real fast because it just it's too easy for me. They were never going to blow it up with Lindstrom, Datsuk, and Zetterberg. Lindstrom retires. You still have Datsuk and Zetterberg. Okay, can we build it? Can we just keep it around those two guys? Can we make it work, pass it, patch it together? Uh, yeah, okay, we kept the streak alive. We still won some games. Okay, Datsuk retires. All right, we're going to bring in Franz Nielsen and hope that Franz Nielsen at 100% can be the Pavel Datsuk in terms of points at 70%. Half at the trade deadline, Ken Allen was like, nope, that didn't work. Four guys were traded. Yep. And then nobody, you know, and they've signed fillers. They've signed fillers in the offseason because they don't want to just hand out ice time. I'm good with that, just wanting to hand out ice time. I'm, 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 I see that the forwards that are down there. I think Dylan Larkin is close to being a top 10 forward. There's signs of life. I mean, I don't want to be here three years from now, but in the here and now, that's I, I see what the plan is and I'm okay with it. Well, there there are certain people in the hockey community that would say that Dylan Larkin is an equivalent player of one Austin Matthews if you go stat by stat 
on how Dill Markin's playing versus Matthews and the level of talent around both players. The, the level of talent is a double-edged sword, though, and the reason why I say that is because, like, Larkin's playing, and I and maybe Matthews is too, but Larkin's playing 23 minutes a night. You're not wrong. And and I don't think Matthew, if he is playing 23 minutes a night, he really doesn't have to be because he's got the help. So, yeah, the numbers may be the same, but I'm guessing that, that, that Matthews is doing it in probably three to four less shifts, at least two minutes less per shift, you know, per game. And I think that that's where you're going to see, that's where that's going to come into play. You can roll over, you know, you can go with a Matthews line and then follow that up with the Tavares line. Eventually, and then go with your next two. You can go with the Larkin line and then ease center du jour two. And then, okay, we actually want to get Larkin back out there. And then, okay, I guess we'll go with our fourth. And then let's get Larkin back out there. So I, I would be hesitant, or that would be my answer to anybody that says... The numbers are the same. Because I'm not going to say that, that Larkin's Matthews yet. Although if he's continuing to trend, if there's continued improvement, if this isn't his top level, which if it is, he's going to be a hell of a hockey player. But if he, there's continued improvement, he might get there. Well, I mean, I guess let's. I guess we should stick on Detroit in a second here. You're running with her. Okay. The, the Wings, obviously there's a you have a couple contracts coming up here. Yep. Who, who do you think – is there really anyone you want to see signed or who do you think should – who do you think should re-sign? Who do you think they should maybe just kind of let walk? Or at least maybe move at the deadline? Um, if you're over 28, you're good to go. If there's a deal for you to be had and you're over 28, goodbye. And I even mean that with the people that aren't, aren't on expiring contracts. If somebody's going to offer you way more than you ever thought you could get for a Darren Helm or a Justin Ablocator, I'll see ya. And, and it just... The one, the, the funny thing is, the one person that could bring in the most. Well, I'm going to say, I'm not falling for Gustav Nikas. It's a contract year. That's why he's. This has been his best year in the last four. So I'll, I, the, the idea of signing, keeping, or signing Nyquist isn't doesn't really do anything for me. But the the one guy that I really want to keep around, oddly enough, was the one that could probably get you the most, and that's Jimmy Howard. And that's simply for the fact that. If he can, if you can get him to sign a three-year deal, I don't know if there's anybody in this system goaltending-wise. I don't know if the next guy to take over the Red Wing net is there. You know, we at least heard of Morazic. He didn't end up taking it the whole time, but Detroit fans knew who Morazic was when he came up here. Yeah. I don't know if a Detroit fan can tell you who's the next guy up. And that's, I think that, that's a good question. Oh no, well, it's Jonathan Bernie. Well, no, yeah, Bernie, I mean, Bernie is the backup, back right? But I mean, like, who's you know, Bernie's in his 30s, too, or upper 20s. Bernie's not you're not going to be your guy when you're good again. And that's the question that we ask ourselves. Who's the guy when you're good again? Well, if you're good in two years and you're going to be good two to three years, you might still need to be Jimmy Howard. Uh, Alex, quick look up the... Uh, the cat friendly? No, look up the Wings draft picks. Because right now, I just want to see if they have any draft any goaltenders. Because they okay. have Patrick Rybar and Harry Sateri down in Wh- Grand Rapids. Which Rybar might be the next guy to come well, up. If is he the 6'6 six, six guy? He got some monster that's like six six or six eight. Um, Rybar was tall. I don't think he was that tall. Okay, then maybe I'm thinking of another guy, or maybe I'm overthinking how tall he is. But they they just they just signed Cade Fulker, who's currently in the in juniors to his ELC. But is drafting a goaltender something the Wings should look at? Because right now, coming into this year, is a goaltender from Russia. His name's Piotr. Excuse me. Peter Kachekov, and he stood on his head for the Russians in the Canada Rush Series, the CHL Rush Series for the World Juniors. 
I mean, there's there is going to be goaltending talent coming into this year. Would drafting a goaltender be something the Wings consider, or do you think they're going to move for maybe a goaltender that's going to be coming up through a minor league system or a junior goaltender right now just to find something? Because from my experience, at least, Rybar and Terry they look good in Grand Rapids, but we've seen goaltenders look good in Grand Rapids and go up to Detroit and fall apart. Mark yeah. Lamott, Joey McDonald, another. Yep. Corral uh, was fine on the defense in front of Corral. Corral started that, that was... the Centennial Classic. Let's just remember that, yeah. guys. Yeah. I, no, you're exactly right. Well, Ty Conklin played in the first two Winter Classics. And won. Yeah. Ty Conklin's <laughs> the best Winter Classic goaltender. Oh, three. He played for Edmonton in the 03 game, in the Heritage Classic. The, the outdoor, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so this outdoor is... Outdoor legend. This is a thing for me. Because goalies are the most random out there. I I would not. I hate drafting goalies. I mean, you have to do it, and I get that. But I don't want to think. I don't want to select a goalie with the idea that okay, we're drafting you with the belief that that you're the next guy. Right. I mean, I it, don't like that. I don't like that at all. I, I'm okay if you want. You know, you're gonna take a goalie. That's fine. But I don't want you to take a goalie and with the exception you're putting on him. Right away. Well, he think we think he's going to be our guy in two years. That's not smart. That I don't want to do. Well, that's what Philly's doing in Vancouver. Well, Vancouver tried to do, but poor DPH. Yeah. So, Alex, so, so, so I pulled up uh, the history for Wings draft history. In the past four drafts, they have drafted five goaltender, goaltenders. I'm going to name them off, and I'm, I want you to tell me which ones you actually recognize, Thomas, okay? Yep. So in 2015, they drafted... Joran van Pottelberg. Next. No, no. <laughs> I don't even know that name. Philip Larson. Yes. I, uh... I I heard it, but I actually thought he was a defenseman, so I don't know if that's really what that tells you or not. Probably right. play, but yeah. From the Muskegon Lumberjacks in 2017, they drafted Keith Petruzzelli. Uh... Or Petruzzelli. Nope. Next. Italian. Yeah. And then in last year's draft, they, um, they drafted Victor Bratstrom. Jesper Eliasson, and oh, who was the other goalie? Or that might have been just it. Oh, yeah, I, the Eliasson one was, I think, the one that got a little bit more pub, even though I think he was the later pick. Yeah. He, think, he was in the third round, 84th pick overall. Hey, Henrik Lundqvist was drafted in the seventh round, man. I'm oh, just... absolutely. That's the thing. Goalies are such a crap shot. It's, it's unbelievable. Here's, here's one, and, you know, crossing points here is, is you know, but... Maybe they get one in free agency. Maybe they, they let you know they trade Howard and do they do they put in an offer to Sergey Barovsky and make a call? That would, that well, would be, well, well, then you're going to have ten million dollars wrapped up between two goaltenders. That's I mean I know you're in a rebuilding process, but yeah, that Bernier contract. What it's already there's only two years left on it. That, that there's is, that is there's uh, actually I want to I want to say there's three years left I, on there. No, no, this is no. no two, I, two I'm more. actually going on. Don't, don't forget, Alton. Cap friendly. One. Cap friendly has the year and the next two. The year. Oh, okay. So, in, including this year, it's three years. Yep, two three. years after this year, and it's three million straight across. Huh. But well, yeah, and then, so you signed Barrow. I, I don't know. I, I, it's a name. It's he's going to be the best goaltender out there. Everybody's every team that needs a goaltender is going to get involved. If Ken Holland picks up the phone and makes the call and sees what the cost is and thinks it think it thinks it's prudent, I wouldn't hate it. But again, I'm more for and, and normally this never happens, although you guys had it happen where Placanich gets traded for Montreal and then goes right back to Montreal in the offseason. 
if there was some by the grace of God where you you sit Jimmy down and say, Jimmy, buddy, we think you can get us a first round pick. We think you can make us be better. But you know what? We want you to come back. So keep that in mind. This is not a punishment trade. This is a we need to just keep trying to stockpile assets trade. We're happy with what you've done. Just just be cool with us. And, and you make the deal, and then you, you re- renegotiate with them in the offseason. Well, right, and I mean, if they if they end up doing... One million dollar contract. <laughs> I mean, I'd be legit with it. No, Jimmy, yeah. here's, here's five, but it's three years. Yeah, it's it's the it's the term more than anything. It's Right. I don't, want age, him, I don't want him signing a five, five to seven year deal. He's 34 um, years old. Yeah, exactly. That, but now you have set the clock ticking on, okay, within, when this contract expires... I do expect you to have the next guy ready. Right. Because, I mean, if, if, even if they do decide to go for, like, a bigger name in the net with Bobrovsky or something like that, with... You can go for Carey Price's contract, see how all that works. Well, they would also they, they <laughs> would also have to be investing in one Panarin. Because... Well, possibly. Possibly. Because, as of right now... Panarin fired his agent, Dan Milstein, just not too long ago, and hired with Bobrovsky's agents, Paul Theophanos. Thanos? Thanos, yes. Thanos! He's got the stones. It's it's the hockey gauntlet. Yes. Tell him not to snap his fingers. Well, yeah. Well, he's going to try to snap his fingers to make a deal, but do you think trading, going, like, changing agents, is, is that, I mean, guess you're on the same team, so it doesn't count, but is it? tampering or is that like is do you think there's funny business going on there or i i don't think it's funny business i think that potentially maybe these two guys really like each other they hate columbus and want to play somewhere together so they're going to have one guy negotiating to get them somewhere i mean just just here i don't know that i mean i'm not reporting that but just based on you know what based on the move itself I'll, I'll text my buddy Friedman. Friedge, I'll ask him if he's if oh, this is legit. Yeah, Friedge. See what Friedge got on this one. But I mean, I don't make you know what I what I make of it is actually bad news for Detroit because you know I I believe it was a a, a Bob McKenzie report that I that was being read on on the local radio around here and it was saying that um that that his agent was actually Dadzuk's agent. Uh, Dan was uh, Dan whatever the last name is, was actually Pavel Datsuk's agent, and he talked about how the Wings were with the Pavel retiring and trading his contract so that, the, you know, uh, Arizona could hit the floor, that whole deal. That, um, uh, what's his last name? Dan? Milstein. Uh, thank you, Milstein. Said that Detroit was one of the classiest organizations he's ever dealt with, and that they handled that with complete and utter, you know, it was just so classy the way they handled it. And, you know, it. The one, at, you know, Detroit has a little bit of a history with Russian players. I mean, they let's do. face it. And and it seems like Panarin is, is, is really interested in being in at a an original 16. I mean, from a lot of different people are reporting, uh, he likes New York. He could go back into Chicago. Now there's, uh, he might not hate it in Detroit. I've heard that. I, I've heard that he's, like, maybe he's a hockey historian at heart and wants to end up at, a big, uh, at, a, at an original 16. I don't know, but the, the whole agent thing, the only thing I make of it is maybe it's just simply enough. Two guys want to play together, and so they're going to have one guy trying to deal for them, deal are, with them. All right, so are you sure Panarin couldn't fit in the Leafs cap situation? <laughs> are you sure? Screw uh, Panarin. Could Bobrovsky fit? 
we could get him at a cheap price, right? Be a backup, get Sparks out of there. We'll have Anderson and Bobrovsky as our tandem. Oh, you know what? 2002 this, man. The no cap. Let's throw the All-Star team together for one year. One championship. Here's what you should, seriously, here's what you should be, uh, I mean, I don't want to say afraid of, but, like, I'm looking at this, I'm on cap friendly right now, and now they still have the cap next year listed as 79.5, and it's it's supposed to go to, you know, 83 even, I think was the projected amount, but that leaves the least with about 10 million in cap space. Right, trust trust me, we've we've delved into that pretty deep. Yeah, I know, I guess I'm I'm preaching to the choir, but, but, uh, that's... It's going to get interesting with the guys that need to be signed, right? Because I mean, I mean, we've talked about it, but but that's why Marner like, specifically. Well, yeah, yeah, Marner specifically. But that so I guess since we're with the Leafs talking about Matthews, his contract eleven point six three four. Yes, it is more than what most would like. Would it have been more than Dubis wanted? Yeah, absolutely. And then you have Marner's agent coming out and saying they're trying to lowball him. Do you think the Matthews deal? is a game changer. Is that a contract that's going to not just affect, obviously, Marner and the other RFAs, Kapanen and Yonce for the Leafs, but all the pending RFAs, because there is a plethora of talent that are restricted free agents this year. Uh, I don't. And and the reason why is because it, this has kind of been, you know, like McDavid did it too. He never hit unrestricted. They, got, they locked him up long term. Um, Matthews is the same way, and he's coming in at, at a little bit less than McDavid, so it's not like he's resetting the market. I think that that would have been crazy to me. If Matthews would have, say, gotten 13 and he would have reset the market, now all of a sudden, you know, it's, again, I, I go back to the NFL reference where, you know, Matt Stafford was the highest-paid quarterback for about six weeks, and then the next guy signed. Well, they didn't make Matthews the next guy. And he shouldn't have been. I, I don't think there's much argument with McDavid being the best player in the in, in the league. If you guys want to argue it, fine. No, I don't. But, um, so his, his number in there, I think it's it's probably about right. I think, and you know what? I made this point um, on, on my back when we when, when I was operating, working on a podcast. I made this point, I think, on the first time I was on air with you guys. This, the extra year to the Marlowe contract is going to kill him. That six million would be so amazing for them to have, and that I think is going to be a big, big problem for them is is that extra year that they gave Marlowe. Right. Which if you win a cup this year, it doesn't matter. And yeah. that, that, that doesn't matter anymore. Exactly. I mean, if you can offer Tom Wilson how many million dollars after they won the cup, I mean, who cares? You know, that that deal did get banned, and I get it, and. He's going to be suspended for probably 30 games every year anyway. I don't know he's why starting his own. He's, he's with boxing now. What was that thing you saw? Yep, he, he is invested in a fighting brand. Yeah, holy cow. He's not hiding it. <laughs> so, here, so here's the thing. So go after Backstrom. Go after Kuznetsov. What, what's going to happen? And we're kind of past that day in the NHL. But you know what? Still, still kind of okay with having that guy on my team. Again, five million. It'll be interesting. But a guy that, a, but a guy that a, can play, of course, though, not like just a like a Colt Nor or like something else. And actually, we, that that was exactly what I was going to say. There is some belief, or I remember hearing that there's some belief that this guy can actually score the puck and pass the puck. He's not not going to be 70, 80, 90 points, but he, 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 I believe, he has a forty-five point year on on the uh, already. So forty-five points for five million and the protection you get and. 
you know, you're filling out your your roster full of good players. I don't know. We, it'll be interesting to see what kind of cap hell they run into. But if they don't run into cap hell, I don't know if that contract really bothers me as much as it does some. But just real, getting back to, to the Matthews deal, and, you know, he, he came in higher than Tavares. I don't think that shocks anybody. Tavares is 28. Matthews is 21. I just feel like where that contract came, it nestled pretty much right where it should have. I think it's almost a bigger question that, you know, you're paying $7 million to Nylander, and even if he was having a good year, he had one good, what, one and a half good years? You guys would know better than me, but has he been, you know, stellar for four years? Well, uh, that's yeah. A, you know, yeah. And that, so you're, you're, I, I feel like he got that $7 million, you know, hair under $7 million for like, what, a year and a half? And that year and a half included when Matthew showed up? That deal, I think, more is like, wow. They have a guy who, for a year and a half, and he's getting seven. And so that would be the deal. Like, if I had to pick a deal that's going to be, somebody's going to point to in the office and be like, wow, that would have been the deal that actually was it. Right. Yeah. And, and I mean, I mean, talking about the Leafs, just just looking at the standings with you know the wild card leaders, the Atlantic Division top three as it has been for the past few years now. It's Tampa, Toronto, and Boston. The, the Metro, you have the, the, the Boston the, won the end. I say Montreal was there, but then Boston won. Correct. The right. I mean the Metro, you have the the shocker in New York, and then obviously you have the reigning champs in Washington, and then Columbus coming out of who knows where just because of pure talent alone, I guess. But yeah. but we, 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 we Yeah, they're gonna trade their two best players and they're in a playoff spot. Okay, go right. for it. <laughs> so we we asked you how what your thoughts were on who makes it in the West, but going back to the East since we're already talking about Toronto and we talking about Detroit as well, who in your mind out of the wild card, you know, Picture. spot holders, who do you think makes the playoffs? I, I don't think that the eight that are in right now are gonna change. I think the East is. I think they're, the positioning will see shifting, and it might not even be a lot. But I don't think I don't think Carolina or Buffalo is going to pull it together and catch them. Now I'm saying this, and this is going to be the one very important thing. I'm saying this while Bobrovsky and Panarin are still Columbus Blue Jackets, and I'm saying this what about twelve days before the deadline. Right. So based on where we're at at this point in time. I think the eight that are in the playoffs right now um, are going to be the eight that are in the playoffs uh, in the East. I don't. I think Pittsburgh will move up into a division lead or into a into a top three. Um, but outside of that, I I don't know. You know, I don't I don't see anybody. Philly on downs out. I, I'm sorry, you're you're eight points back. You're out. Buffalo being four down. Carolina being three. Yeah, they still have a chance. But I think again. With these rosters and Panarin and Brubarovsky still in Columbus, I don't think the East is going to change. Yeah, it's it. It is really tight. I mean, think of it this way: you'll have the breaks Atlantic, my heart. Yeah, yeah. You and your Kane Crusades. Well, let's be honest. Buffalo looked like they were going to be the team this year. They, they were, were yeah. a surprise team, and then they fell off. They became the Buffalo Sabers again. Well, I had I had a theory that. Vegas and Buffalo Sabres just switched energies because Vegas started off completely weak. Well, no, Marc-Andre Fleury found his game is what happened. He stole it from Carter Hutton. He stole it from the Buffalo Sabres. That's what happened. (laughs) But, I mean, you look at Like, right now, if the playoffs are today, Tampa and Pittsburgh would be a first-round series. And it would would be Tron and Boston. 
Again! Well, now, if the playoffs are today, you should be thrilled because I passed next out the next two weeks. So you oh, wouldn't yeah. have to play, worry about playing faster. We were just, so we were just talking about that. Do you think he slipped on ice? I, you know, I didn't even know he was hurt. I didn't, I didn't hear the story. I, I am not gonna lie. I haven't. So I haven't caught. Up. I don't. I just saw that. The, I just saw a headline that he was gonna be out two to uh, a week or two or two to four or something like that. Apparently, he fell like on the way to like going to transportation to get him to a like a team event. And so we're like, okay, in Boston in February, he slipped on ice. Don't you think hockey players should be able to walk on ice? No, no, no. It's it, it's a it, no. Any ending fall injury or any home injury is completely made up for something worse. I, I, I'll tell you. I'll tell you the. You know, uh, I, again, I you know I hate to, to digress. It's just that this story actually happened in in football. The Lions had a tight end named Joe Fourier, who said he he, he tripped on his dog. And tore his ACL, I believe, is what it was. Did something to his knee that had him out for the season. Okay? Two years later, he's being interviewed. He's been out of the league. He never played another down again. Two years later, he's out of the league. Somebody asked him about it. He's like, no, I actually heard him playing beach volleyball. Oh. This is, this is, they're not going to tell you the truth. So he was playing Fortnite. He was playing Fortnite. That's what happened. You're right. Yeah, Alex, you're right. He was playing, he was playing Fortnite against Marner. And Marner kicked his tail. And he threw his controller so hard, he sprained his thumb. That's what, that's what it was. It was for who's going to win the first round of the playoffs. If I win, you guys have to throw the games. If you win, oh, okay. we will just not that, okay. throw the games. You're, you're, you're diving so far into this one. Okay, I don't, I don't really like all the reasoning, but man. I believe that it's just as likely uh, a controller accident as it is a slip and fall accident. Yeah, I honestly do. But, oh, man, that's it's it's tough for right now for these. And, like, Boston – Boston's a team that's kind of out of it right now, but a team that is far even more out of it than Detroit. The Ottawa Senators. Oh, my God. They, we were talking to you about them in the summer right. for different stories, but the story continues. You know, Eugene Melnick is now saying, hey, in a couple of years, we're going to be hitting the cap. We're going to hit the cap limit. Yeah, um, I heard that. We're going to be going after that. bad players that don't want to play for you. But then, then you have... Now, right now, you're saying Mark Stone and Matt Duchesne are on the trade bait board, but Matt Duchesne says, I'd love to stay. Mark Stone would like to stay, apparently, but obviously those guys are going to be making you know cash money with their well, talent level. Matt Duchesne's playing in a contract year especially. Um, so is um, Ryan Dezingle, too. Dezingle's a dark horse in all this. That's what everyone yeah. forgets. Everyone's looking at Stone Duchesne, but yes, Dezingle, he's, a, he's turned into a game player. But of course, I mean... I would, in terms of caliber and consistency, I wouldn't put Zingle up there. But do you right. think, looking at those three, we'll look at those three in general. Do you who do you think Pierre Dorian says we have to sign this guy? If because like there's no way you'd be able to have all three of them and have a successful, I guess, quick rebuild if that's what Ottawa's going for. I think I think it's Stone, and it's for no other reason. And honestly, this ageism. He's he's two years younger. So if you got if you got to add a sixth or seventh or eighth year, let's say you got to add an eighth year to a deal, Deshane would be thirty six when that deal expires. Stone would be thirty four, and the likelihood of, of of wasting money goes down. You know that two years, that big difference potentially between a thirty four year old and a thirty six year old. I, I would go with Mark Stone. I would keep Mark Stone, and and honestly, I would see if I would if I could trade Deshane because I tell you what. Their pick this year is going to Colorado. That's why. That's why I think they're trying to play so hard because they so, want that. They want that pick to be worse. Right? How are they? I mean, they're gonna. 
at worst, at this point, at worst, it could end up at six, right? Because let's say randomly the seventh, eighth, and ninth worst teams win the lottery, then the net, the order just goes up from worst record. So they got the worst record, so they pick four in that scenario, right? right. I mean, if I understand the draft rules correctly. Yes, yeah, it'd be a guaranteed top four, yeah. So, so you, you're losing a top four pick. That hurts. You might as well ship somebody out that isn't going to sign with you because everybody wants to sign, says they're going to sign. Doesn't everybody say they want to sign? Oh, I'd love to come back. I'd love to. I'd love to re-up here. Well, I'd love and, to return here. But Matt, Matt Shane does not. But well, he say like he'd want to if the team can really improve. I mean, does anyone really want to sign? When they came out and say they want to sign in Ottawa, the way things have been the last eighteen months, how can you say, oh man, you know, when someone says they want to stay in Ottawa, they're either a hoping for a massive pay raise, or b they actually see something, and. Like I said, Duchesne and Stone, I think Duchesne's more for the right deal he'd stay. Stone seemed pretty adamant. That's why I agree with you with Stone. But, of course, we're mentioning Dezingle and a great year he's having. He's making 1.8. How how much of a raise do you think he's going to be getting? Well, I, I'm going to go back to something you just said, too, with the difference between Duchesne and Stone and why I believe it. Stone is a, is a has been a center his whole career, and that's why I'm also far more likely to believe somebody when they've spent their whole career somewhere that they might actually want to stay there. So that's that's another reason why I'm, I'm, I would believe Stone and the veracity of his claims that he wants to be there more than I ever would Matt Duchesne. As for Dezingle, I think, honestly, well, first we need to see what's going to happen with the top two. Do they deal one? Does Duchesne go? Because if it does, I think that means more money for Dezingle. If, the, if Stone and Duchesne are both still there at the end of the year, then you're going to try to keep them both, I would think, and then that means that there's a little bit less of a piece of a puzzle for Dezingle. Yeah. Um, the other thing is, and I'm gonna, I, I, I'm looking at their cap right now, and I'm gonna click on them just to see, because I feel like Dezingle's kind of always been under the radar. You know, forty, yeah. So he's got 41 points this year in 53. He had 41 last year in in uh, 79, 32 and 81 the year before that, and he's, he's a youngster. You know, this is only his fourth full year. It looks like. So there could be some improvement there. So he's gonna get he's gonna get paid, and it, don't be surprised if it's that six to eight million dollar range because that's what guys that get forty to fifty points seem to make now. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's and like that's I mean it's weird because you keep talking about scoring going up and scoring going up, but a guy gets fifty points and it's an it's an incredible year. I mean, yeah. it's almost like I don't say hypocritical, but like, vice versa. You know, what's it gonna be? You want to have a guy hit a hundred points and. If the guy hits 85, holy cow, scoring's going up, which, granted, in essence it is. You look at the numbers. But... Isn't it, it really just going up by, like, decimal points? Right. Basically. I wrote about yeah. that. I wrote about it early in the season, and it's like, listen, it, it has gone up, but it's not going to keep going up. It eventually does digress. Well, here's another thing, too, though. You have to... When, they t- when they're looking at scoring, they're looking at scoring as a whole in the entire league. But when you're looking at these games, you're seeing six to one blowouts, seven to nothing, just ridiculous scores because one team is just far more, you know, skilled than the other. Sure. So, so sure. Bec- because of that, you're going to have one team scoring more. Yeah, I, I would be interesting to see, like, if they released a whole report on that. Like, if they, if, if somebody had 
really took a deep dive. Okay, how many how many games have been two goal games this year? How many games have been three goal games this year? How many games have scored over ten goals this year? Uh, what was the spread in those games? A full deep dive, and, and I'm sure it's somewhere on the internet. But a full deep dive would be very. I'd be very interested to see that because I think to to, to your extent, to your, to, to, your, to your point, Alex, wow, that's right. I mean, I remember wasn't it early in the week or early in the season that there was a big uproar because what two separate teams scored ten in a week or or somebody scored six and three straight or something like that. Yeah. I just it's just something that I kind of remember floating around in the back of my head and. You know, they had won six one, six two, and six three. I think so. Yeah, yeah. scoring's going up when, but one team that doesn't necessarily mean the games are better. Right, and it, was, it mean, wasn't the Leafs beating Chicago eight seven when Austin Matthews and Patrick Kane were both holding their hands in the ears, and well, everyone scored in the final minute except and then for the what Bushers. about what about the Leafs versus the Anaheim Ducks? I mean, the Anaheim Ducks have only scored what maybe six goals in the past few games. Oh, you're talking about a couple weeks ago, right before the All Star break. Yeah, they were they scored little to no goals in numerous amounts of games and they're completely getting smashed on by teams that probably shouldn't smash on them in any other setting. Right. And, and, and then, um, and again, just the point counterpoint and I, you're, you're making a great point. And then the, you know, the counterpoint could be, wasn't the game before the all-star break didn't Washington play, play Pittsburgh to a seven, six final. Yeah. yeah. I, I really, so what, what really is going on with scoring? Yes, I could take the number of goals scored divided by the number of games played and compare that this year to the last year. What does that actually mean, though, is, is really the, the question that would be interesting if somebody took a deep dive into, into looking at. That, I mean, yeah. You'd have to go team by team. That's an Ian Tully yeah. question. <laughs> it's an Ian Tully. Uh, Thomas, two things before we let you go here. One, this we're going to drop these on you. Sure. Who do you, right now, yeah, like I said, a couple weeks before trade deadline, so teams can obviously add players, whatever. But right now, who are your two teams that are in the finals? Oh, good God, that's brutal. Thank yep. you, thank that, you. That is that is one of our go-to questions. Who is your favorite? All right, all right. Who's who's in the final? All right, who's in the final? Um, I'm gonna go out west. Well, hopefully, I, I you, you gotta what, have I mean, one team from the west, Thomas. I mean, that's how the cup right, finals yeah, work. I guess, I guess it's a fair point. Um, I'm going to go out, I'm going to say that Nashville beats Calgary in the conference finals. Oh, Calgary Calgary is going to get, no, uh, oh my gosh. Wait, let me see, is that even possible? Yes, the temper division. It's possible. Uh, I'm going to say Calgary defeats, uh, or excuse me, Nashville defeats Calgary. And and even though we said before the deadline, I'm not going to lie to you, I think Nashville is going to try to get Panarin or Nyquist. I think they're going to try to add scoring. And with that decor... As long as they get the right peak running, they're going to be tough to beat. Oh, boy. Wow. And I just saw that game against St. Louis on Sunday where it was literally the very Vladimir Tarasenko show that beat Nashville. But, gosh, I mean, oh, if, if they can, if, if you, Pecorino can step up in the playoffs, yeah. they'll be fine. You know, it's, it's really funny because if I got a, a buddy of mine that's a, a huge Nashville fan, and, you know, he constantly brings up. Running had three bad minutes in game one against Pittsburgh and six bad minutes in game two against Pittsburgh. And in those six, in those minutes, Pittsburgh scored three in game one and three in game two. And Nashville lost, I think, three to two or four to two. He, you know, he always rattles off the score. If those games are different, if he's better in those nine minutes, Nashville probably wins that cup finals. And the world's largest party ever happened. The largest party ever. (laughs) Exactly. That is a great way of thinking about that. Wow. 
and oh, yeah. yeah, it's 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 funny what people you know what people when you really have a team and then you study what that team has done, and then you do it to other you tell tell it to other people. It 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 is. It's really interesting perspective, and he's right though. You know, you go look at the because I did. I, you know, you look at the score chart. Like he gave, gave up three goals to Pittsburgh in like a three and a half minute stretch in that first game. A game that I think National then controlled the rest of the way. They had him out shot by like twenty five, I think. Yeah. So it's 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 a, it's a valid point. Hey. Out of the, I'm gonna jump back into it though, and I'm gonna tell you, out of the East, God, that that's tough. I, I'm I'm sorry, guys. I'm gonna break your heart. I think Tampa. I think Tampa's gonna do it too. How how can you not pick? How can you not pick Tampa? We don't take it personally. Trust me. How can you not pick Tampa? How yeah, many I, how many I mean, points do they have? They have a five point lead. No, they have a, no, they have a fifteen point lead in Toronto. Fifteen. Yeah. Oh, that, you're you're you, right. You forgot there's another number there. There's yeah. there's a over the e there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, sometimes you try to be the smartest guy in the room and be like, oh, I think that this team's gonna do it. But the Islanders and Robin Leonard are gonna go, and the Islanders are gonna prevail. Right. Like this is like anybody who doesn't pick Duke to win the national championship in college basketball, they're gonna be trying to think they're the smartest guy in the room. R.J. No Barrett, Canadian R.J. Barrett's gonna lead the Blue Devils. You're right. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So I guess I'm gonna have a Nashville Tampa Bay Cup Finals. Oh boy, the Sun Belt's gonna be hot. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, it's gonna be. Uh, you know, I I loved. I want to say Toronto. I just. It's hard for me to pick Toronto. You can't, you'd be dumb to pick anyone but Tampa right now in the East. Right. I just, I mean, just look at the numbers. I mean, come on. And they're so good. They're so deep. They're deep offensively. They're deep defensively. They've got great goaltending. They've got a really good head coach. They've been there. Most of this roster was there in 20, what, 2016 when they lost to Chicago. Uh, 15, but yeah, I, I know. I'm sorry? Fifth, I think 2015, but yeah. I feel like, you know, they had Stamkos, they had Kucherov, they had Kalorin, those, all those guys. So they've experienced the, the heartache from it, too. I mean, it just seems like they've got everything in order for this to be the year for them. So, yeah, I mean, it'd be Tampa. I, I'd like to see, I'd like to say Winnipeg. Hellebuck has taken a dip for me. Um, but you look up front and you see the offense, and Bufflin should be coming back before the playoffs, whether or not he's 100% up in the air. And I do agree Nashville could be the team. I mean, it's, it's. I still, you know, just while you're saying that, it makes me wonder how did how did Vegas not only beat Winnipeg but beat them in five? It was truly something magical last year for Vegas. Well, the, well I, James Neal, Marcheseau. It was that first game you saw Winnipeg came out and blow them out of the water, and Vegas just played better. I think Winnipeg took the edge off. They thought Nashville. Everyone was picking Nashville to come out of the West and be the best team, and so when Winnipeg beat, them, beat got Nashville, that smoked Vegas and then thought, oh, this is a breeze, and then Vegas beat him four in a row. Exactly, and it was oh. it was crazy. And yeah. I, and here's the worst part. San Jose's top in the Pacific now because they just passed Calgary after winning last night. I don't think San Jose's deep enough. I, their goaltending's too sketchy for me. Their goaltending, too, and I mean, yes, Carlson's great, Burns is great. I still like to have somebody play, you know, playoff time, you need defensive defensemen. And, and Carlson has, has been a good defensive defenseman in his career, but I, you know, his ankle injury, and yeah, now that he's playing out in the West, I never get to see him anymore. So I don't know what his defensive numbers look like, but you need defense. Things get a lot more difficult in the playoffs. Right. This is not news to anybody, so it'll it'll be interesting to see. But you're right, I'm, I don't, I can't really get on board with San Jose. Well, well, who are your picks then, Alex? Who do you got in the final? Oh God, that is. How do you? I, it's it. 
I was hoping you wouldn't bring this. I mean, for me, I, I kind of have to agree with Nashville because they do, they just have that power. They have that ability to just get in there, which going back to last year, I was surprised that Nashville lost. Yeah, yeah that's like that a huge thing for me. And it was and it was and it was Pecorine. Right. Yeah. If Pecorine's hot, they're the best team. There's no there's no team beating them. So I, I out of the West, I would have to say Nashville, but uh, I you don't want to pick Tampa because we both picked Tampa. I don't want to pick Toronto because that'd be way too biased. And I And so I, honestly, I don't a, Can we win a series first, please? Yeah, I don't I don't think Toronto is close yet they're to not getting set. There. Yeah. So and and you can't pick Boston because I don't think no, they they don't have the have leg one for line. it. They have one line. They don't have the leg for it. So, but for personally, but for me, I can't pick one. So I'm going to pick my top three. It's oh, either going to be Washington, New York, or Tampa. The Islanders, and, really? I think I think the Islanders potentially have a shot. Yeah, uh, it's tough. Depend depending on how you're going to have to play Washington or maybe Columbus. Well, as of right now. Well, Here's, what, here's what's good about the Islanders. Once that bright light shines on Leonard, how's he going to do? That is a this, good point. This will be the first thing. This will be the question. How, when that bright light gets on and you have to make 35 saves a night, um, it, can you do it? He's never been put in that situation. That's why I think I, the Islanders are a team, yes, they can make it, but Thomas Grice was the same thing. Had a good regular season. They beat Florida, who's – don't forget, won the division that year. Yeah, I know. And then they go up, if it wasn't against Pittsburgh, the next series, and got swamped. Yeah, I mean, I, they have not been close since. Although, it's, there's also some there's some juju about the fact that you lose arguably a top 10 player, and all of a sudden you're going to go win your division. So, I, I don't know. It's What do you make of the Islanders? <laughs> Barry Trotz? Is it's, that what you make of the Islanders? It's Barry the Trotz? Hey, he's one of the best coaches for a reason. It's the teams no that you expect to lose. We Everyone expected that the Vegas Golden Knights were going to be the biggest flop ever. I didn't expect ever. them to lose. Yes, you did. Okay, okay oh wait, before the expansion year, yes. Before yeah. this year, no. Well, I'm, I'm saying it's just it's the teams that you expect to be the biggest flop that make it to the final. You're right. The Leafs are going to finish last next year. The Leafs are going to finish last. And we're going to get another lottery pick, and he's going to cost way too much. Hey, I'm... Wait what? Wait what? <laughs> All right, Tyler. So so what what are your picks? Oh, I, I said uh, I'm gonna go oh. with I'm going with Winnipeg and Tampa. But oh, okay, the last thing, Thomas, we're gonna let you go here because we know you need to sleep because you had to work. I'm an old man. Yeah, I know you are. Um, so I was on the interwebs the other day on YouTube in particular, and I saw a video. It was Daniel Radcliffe answering the inter- internet's most popular questions. And one of oh, the boy. questions was, is Daniel Radcliffe a Lions fan, a Detroit Lions? And I, I was, when I saw Lions, I was thinking, like, okay, any footy team from overseas, like soccer team, teams, by the soccer, way. football, whatever. I'm thinking of anything overseas. No, no, yeah, I'm a, you know, I'm a big Detroit sports fan. And he's like, he, New York Giants is a team, but he's Detroit because apparently his girlfriend is from Flint. And I was like, how the hell does Daniel Radcliffe? That's what I said. How does that happen? I don't know. And then the worst part is he's like, yeah, we're, you know, we cheer for the Lions. We're a big Detroit sports fan, and we are a huge Red Wings house. And that I knew, because there have been multiple. How am I the last person to know about this? There's multiple pictures of him walking around in Detroit hat, Detroit gear. There was pictures of him in the locker room with the team. I knew he was a Red Wings fan. I knew that. Why am I the last person to find this out? It's because you're not a hardcore Harry Potter fan. You're right. I'm not. I don't think you're a Red Wings fan. You're right. I am clearly, I'm clearly a muggle. 
full-blooded yeah. muggle. Pardonnez-moi. That, that's, that's pretty much it. J.K. Rowling <laughs> writes me in as an extra. You're right. <laughs> she ain't even writing you in, bud. <laughs> oh, there's... And somehow flew past this one blonde-haired, tall, lanky-looking guy. That's my role in the book. Then he disintegrated. Can I tell you what I like mostly about that, though? Is that I still have my chance to stay in the country. That's fantastic. Oh, Thomas. Buddy. If Harry Potter can beat somebody from Flint, then Anna Kendrick can beat somebody from St. Clair Shores. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. On that note, I think... On that bombshell... I think we'll let you go, but thank you once again for coming on the show. It's like always a great time to have you here and get getting that east side of the state kind of uh, that east side vibe. <laughs> the east side vibe. Pleasure was all mine, guys. Enjoy that a little bit. All right, see you, all Thomas. Right. We'll see yeah, you around here. Oh my goodness, that man! He has oh, it's cute, but it's like Tommy. Oh, Tom, Tommy! I'm gonna throw this remote. <laughs> For those of you, if you can't hear, because we can I hope you can't hear, because I can! <laughs> My girlfriend loves listening to the show, but she only likes listening to the show here. Like, so we have an, always have an audience of at least one. Exactly. And, I mean, we have our guest, Thomas. Yeah. And our... My girlfriend has a cat named Thomas. We're sorry. I'm not. Because <laughs> for some apparent reason now, I guess I'm a cat person. Hear that, Chewy? You hear that? He doesn't love you anymore. I love my dogs. You know this is what you know. What I need to go and I need to go to rehab. I need. You got to go. go to Humane Society. Yes. I, you no, do. I, I need to you go. Gotta up go down to, there and pet pups. I need to go to Uncle Cliff's house and I need to go hang out oh, with Gidget. Gidget. Oh man. Oh, I'm gonna, we're nice gonna, big newfie. Uh, I'm gonna try to do that because I said I'm gonna try to do a deal with the NCAA tournament fairs. Blah, 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 blah. But I'm gonna try to go up there because Kelly saw hasn't even been up there. Well, yeah. I mean, hey, maybe we'll just make a trip out of it. Massive dinner, all four of us. We all get to go up there. Exactly. We get to pet newfies, eat some food, and guess who cooks? Ooh, we need. Oh wait, do they still have the grinders up there? No, Mancino's. Remember Mancino's closed. That's right. The only Mancino's I think is the one on Lake Michigan. That's fine. We'll we'll have some like chicken or something. Oh, you mean the chicken like uh, skewers? Probably. She'll probably go to Kingmas. Kebabs. Kebabs. Skewers. Kebabs. Kebab. Um. A couple other notes. I actually want to quickly mention this here. So we talked about we talked about Vancouver. I didn't want to get to it because I'm not sure if he knew. Of course, last night Mikey DiPietro starts in his first ever NHL game. Yay! Got lit up for seven. Yay! Against the Sharks. Yay! And that's how the Sharks got into the Pacific lead. Yay! So obviously they realized Vancouver because Thatcher Demko's still out and Jakob Markstrom's dealing with some lower body issues. Yep. They just Vancouver made a trade today, the seventh round pick for in 2020. For New York's Merrick Mazanik. And remember, Mazanik was supposed to be the backup, but obviously that didn't work out. And George Jeff's the backup. We know this because we saw the game Sunday. Um, so, but apparently, I Bob McKenzie tweeted this out about an hour ago. Vancouver working feverishly to get immigration paperwork in, in order to get Mazanik to play tomorrow night in Anaheim. Uh, immigration procedures, I believe, require him to process in Canada, so it will need to be a quick turnaround to get him to go to Anaheim because they're in Anaheim. Right. They're literally going to have to get him inside where's, the border and where, go. Where's Mazanik from? I'm sorry. I, just, I uh, can't too quick that up, look that Ugh. up. But it's weird because remember I was saying, hey, we have Carter Hart, Mark, DPH, Mikey D. Perhaps at the same time. It's great. And then Carter Hart gets lit up by Pittsburgh. Poor Mikey gets lit up in his first start. Don't forget, Mikey should be in Ottawa. I don't even, I want to see how the 67s are doing right now. I, they're, when you, and they had a good goaltender when they started. But. He is from Denmark? No. Uh, Czech. Slovakia. Yeah, he is He is a Czech. He's Czech? Okay. I well, Pisek, Czechia. From what? 
PSEC Czechia. What? That's what it says. Where, where is he from? The city, PSEC, the state, the Czechia. He's a Czech professional okay, ice hockey player. So, oh, oh the, like the state. Okay. The state of Czechia. You know, I know my geography with ev- around the world is weird because I forget that other places have <laughs> sort of like states or provinces. Yes. I wish Gosh, I- Tyler, don't you know your former Soviet states by heart? Czech Republic was Czechos. It was not a Soviet state. It was yes, it was ran ran under the guise of the KGB. Nonetheless, Czechoslovakia was its own thing. So the Soviet Union was yes, Ukraine, Kazakhstan. Serbia, whatever. But don't you, no, don't you chap your lips at me. I'll throw my phone at you. At least got a West Coast Epic game tonight, and I don't feel... Uh, Canada and Russia are playing the rivalry series right now. This is the first game out in London. That's Lit! Funny. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it sucks that we can't watch it, because A, we don't live in Canada, and B, the Angel Network isn't really, uh, I, we don't have it. Nope. I gotta find a stream for it. I won't tell you who because I uh, don't want people uh, busting my busting my sites, man. The I fact that you said stream is, is is bad. Okay, there's okay, dude. Everyone streams everything. Everything gets streamed. Someone streamed the Grammys. I guarantee it. Okay. I mean, it is what it is. Um, anything else? I don't know if I have anything else. Let me go back to my home on the Twitter and make sure there's no news that I missed in the last thirty seconds. Um, I'm just still reeling over Thomas Biondo's obsession with Anna Kendrick. You didn't know? You remember that from last no, year? No, I do. I it's, you it's just, just forgot. It's, it's fun. It's, it's fun. I, it's one I, of those things. I, I, I love Tommy. I love Thomas, and you know what? Well, I, I should have told him. Did I ever tell you the reaction he had when um, when I said, when Kelly and I told him that he's invited to the wedding? What? He, he almost cried. <laughs> he was so happy. Well, we knew that we got engaged. Well, yeah. And then he's like, oh, like you're really inviting me to the wedding? He's like, yeah. I'm like, dude, put him as one of your groomsmen. Let's go. Do I need, yeah, Kelly, I don't Dude, think, think, I, don't about think it this I don't way. think Kelly has any more. Me and Thomas. Just Thomas and I. Thomas and I. Thomas and I. Will you quit meowing over there? We keep saying Thomas. She's going to keep saying it. All right, Mr. Miando. Okay, and so I. Thomas and I. Oh my gosh. Roaming around, just getting everything set up to make your life a living hell. That way you wake up with a shaved head. On the day well, he'll wedding. be there. I don't care. That's fine. He'll probably, you know, because we're going to a hockey game. You and I for my our batch, my bachelor party. Dude, Thomas, Thomas, we, sh- we should make Tyler look like we're dragging, you. We're dragging. We're dragging. Oh dear God. <laughs> yeah, that's sh- what we're gonna shave do. Shave my hair and attach to my. We're face. all gonna shave our because heads. he can grow a beard but cannot grow hair. He un- he respects it. <laughs> <laughs> our peanut gallery is shaking their head with a hard. Apparently, no. I'm not allowed to shave my head. Sorry. Oh that, dear, please. no, absolutely not. Even I won't even. I won't stand. Next I would be to you. a walking. You're not, you're not a gonna, walking I, will, I will not allow you to stand next to me on my wedding day. There's, there's, hard, that's a hard no. Um, yeah. Talking about hard no's. Oh yeah, McElhenney's in that tonight for against Ottawa, and hey, he's got, he's always played good against Ottawa. Hey, so. you know what? He's just played good in general. Played good, good play. He's a good flirt. He's a good, good pro. He's on a good, good team. Has a good, good chance of making the playoffs. Holy cow! So I, because I follow the CWHL teams, or whatever, and they're they're doing a lot more tweeting than some of the other teams are uh, in the NWHL. Oh yeah, that so that happened this weekend um, after the Nashville St. Louis game on Sunday. They had the NWHL All Star game. Yep, and, which, and, and they yeah. also did the skills competition where what's her name? Uh, Kaylee 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 Coyne Schofield. Yep, set her. She beat her record she had at the NHL All Star yeah, game. Yeah, so she went faster. faster. She even went. Yeah. <laughs> And I'm like, okay, all well, right. Well, here's another thing. Was the track smaller? Because it seemed uh, like the track was smaller. 
Because they didn't go behind the net. I'm not going to quote. I'm not going to say yes or no to that. But still, but still, you know, still, it's so, impressive. It's impressive, and and, that, and that's why I tweeted out. I'm like, you know what should happen? Remember how how did the Alex, how did the NFL and the original AFL combine? So the NFC and the AFC, how did they combine back in the first Super Bowl? Uh, what was the idea? The what? idea was having the best of the best. Exactly. So I'm just saying, crazy idea. Call me crazy. The NHL do- would destroy any women's league. What we need no, to no, do... No, 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 stop. What if the Isabel Cup champion of the NWHL played either one game or series against the Clarkson Cup champion from the CWHL? Oh, yeah, no, I, I, just one game. One game? Yeah. Just Because remember they did that uh, when they had, when Boston had... And you can make a charity event out of it. When Boston had the last... Um, Winter Classic when Montreal beat them. They yeah. had a yeah. CWHL, NWHL game. Yeah. I, I, you need to. The merger's going to happen. You need to have it happen. Dude, screw that. Let's just make the NHL, like, a, in the words of Squirrely Dan, an unisex league. <laughs> well, I mean, the, you know what? They may happen one day. But I think for, for the sake of even growing the women's game, because having two leagues, yes, it's great, because... The NWHL, the exposure they got this weekend is probably the most they've had in who knows how long. Let's well, be honest. even then, since the beginning, I think, and well, I'm serious. Well, yeah, even then, those players were not wearing their NWHL jerseys or CWHL jerseys, and that's correct. Why, uh, Kendall Coyne was the only one that was from the NWHL. Yep, and that's why, and CWHL gets so much more exposure in Canada, mm-hmm. and that's just because different market. I understand that. I exactly. respect that. But it's if, like it's like if you think of the. Um, well, if oh, you, what's it? The because Toronto has a women the, the WNBA team. Don't oh, they? Uh, no, they don't. They do not. Well, yeah, I just yeah. The, there's there's so many more women's M, or WNBA teams in the United States than there is Canada. Exactly, you're saying. But no, I do. Just I do see you're saying. Um, there is a Canadian women's. Well, same reason league. why there's less uh, American indoor lacrosse leagues or teams. Well, yeah, because it's well, it's just it's a different. It's that's why it's bigger it's in Canada. That's why it's bigger in Canada because box across is huge. It's the market. Like box across has junior levels in Canada. Well, yeah, but they have junior level levels. Then they have what like, I would what I would like to see because you see the Clarkson Cup playoffs. Like there's just random CWHL games on Sportsnet. So yes, granted Sportsnet 360, Sportsnet One, so like the premium networks. Yeah, but still have the NW. I mean, and the NHL is on ESPN Plus. Not the obviously they don't own the rights, but have the NWHL have a game on there. Find a way to stream it. ESPN three even. Have the have the NWHL finals. I'm just saying, you want to grow exposure, dude. Just have them. they they the CWHL is ahead of the NWHL. You want to know why they're not getting a lot of exposure? It's because they're not big enough. Well, the that, whole league as but, a by itself. But they're trying. But how at least, many teams do you have? Not enough. Uh, seven or eight. Eight. Not enough. I think they have the same. That's why as CWHL. They literally but the, but, need to. But they, they don't need to grow. They need to get exposure. They need to at least try something. Find a way to get more games. Because you barely ever see anything on Twitter. I, I'm serious. I follow all the teams on Twitter. I barely see anything. I see game well, updates. Well, I don't right. see... You don't see, like, a highlight pack or anything like that. You see... Club colleges do the same thing as NWHL well, teams do. I actually... Fun fact. We were talking about this not... A few months ago, I actually did a report on this for one of my sports management classes. Oh, did you know? I did. Good for and you. And you know what the, the problem did is? Did you get an A? No, you didn't. I did. Oh, you did? Yeah, I Good got 97% on that paper. Beauty. Nailed it. Oh, yeah. Needless to say, the problem what is... What if we need a need? What? What if we need a need? It's a needless. 
What if we need What if we need a need? I mean, are we making bread? Going after that bread. Let's get that bread! Let's get this bread! Obtain the green. Hashtag, let's get this bread! Hashtag content, hashtag hockey Twitter. Back to the show. Sorry. The problem is, and it's the same reason why the AFA, or the A, the... The, the new, American the new, Alliance Football or whatever. The American Alliance of Football, yes. Yeah, or, that new league, yes. Yeah, the new football league. The reason why they had to change their rule setup, even though they're going to be essentially a complementary league to the NFL... The only reason why they did well compared to the NBA rankings is because, A, they had two games versus one, and then, B, what made them different? What makes the women's leagues different from the NHL? It's the fact. It's It's the same game played on the same surface, same rules. It's just but you're. But it's that's, a wave. That that's the that's the oversight problem. Well, we were that's ta- not a personal belief of mine. That's the oversight problem. So what what makes this professional league different than the others? So it's a, that's and, that's and, why and this is going to sound horrible, but it's a women's game. It's different. And th- we were talking about the sriracha thing earlier. Right? You're, we're you're fun not of, wrong. We were making fun of the sriracha things. It's it not a, a personal wave. belief thing. No, it's no. just how it is, right. and it's unfortunate. And, and it's the same reason why, why there there are fans that watch and prefer. In I'm talking about in like Olympics. the UK. Right. There are people that prefer watching, uh, excuse me, they prefer watching American football over rugby, and they prefer watching the NHL over the UK league or different other NHL. European leagues. But no, because I'm, there's different rule sets. Right. There's different ice surfaces. This is why. But this is what I'm saying, Alex. Remember we were talking about the whole sriracha thing, making yes. fun of sriracha, and it was like a way. Well, you were making fun of sriracha. Yes, I was. But think of it this I way. I personally believe sriracha is right amazing. Now, and I, mean, the, I had it on some avocado toast just the other day. It was freaking delicious. But, but you know what I'm saying? is like you're riding you, – they talk about going in a wave, a year and a half wave of sriracha, sriracha, sriracha. The NWHL has, by some masterstroke and some crazy, amazing coinc- like coincidence, events, whatever. Catalyst. There you go. Yeah, I know I'm broadcast. I can't think of big words. It's dumb. And but, there you wonder why you don't have a stable job, Tom. Exactly. But you know what I'm saying? But the, they have found themselves in this situation where they can grow. They just and need to capitalize. They need to. They need, And this is an opportunity to say, hey, ESPN3, we may not have the... They broadcast ACHA games on ESPN3. You can broadcast NWHL games. Do you they know were, what, you they know were they doing need? the... So, oh, sorry, I'll oh, yeah, you going. can do Twitter, I mean, capitalize, do Twitter more Twitter live games. The CWHL did one this past weekend. No. Don't do Twitter live. No, no, it's... Or Twitch, don't do that. No, 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 no not on Twitch. No, I'm saying, but no, like, because, like, but MLB does one game a week on Facebook Watch. You shouldn't. It, it shouldn't, yes, because you're losing money, but however, it's something. It's not, it's, it's something. not even, it's not even the Has fact... Has anyone ever seen a Buffalo Buttes no, no, Minnesota no, no, no. Here, game? Here's the thing, here's no. the thing. It's, it's not about losing money, it's about degrading the brand. Well, that's okay. Because no, okay. if if you're an if you're like this the MLB, is, this, I, I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have mentioned MLB. But what I'm saying is something make it accessible instead of just a stream that you have to pay twenty five bucks for, you know, or five bucks a game for whatever the package is to watch NWHL games. That's what I'm well, saying. Well, it's the same kind of package that you'd pay for watching NHL Network. No, you, no, you, no, you pay no, a no, certain amount NHL, of money. NHL TV, not NHL Network. NHL Network is part of a cable a satellite package. A sa- cable satellite package where you pay a certain amount of dollars to have a certain amount of programs that's available. That's why I'm saying no. It's just well, you're trying, glorified cable service. But that's why I'm saying streaming service. Find a different way to get more exposure. If you want people to, if you want to attract more people to watch more games on NWHL 
streams, find a way to get them to come. Whether it's, like I said, doing games off Twitter, doing games off Facebook, getting a couple games every so often on ESPN Plus, your marquee games, or ESPN3, like I said. Just little things like that. You know what they need? What? They need highlights. Well, yes, you're right. They do. Because they do need more highlights. But however. Because the reason why they're getting so much push is because they had a stage to perform on and they did well. So if they have TSN or ESPN or Sportsnet. I think the NWHL All-Star game was on Twitter. Well, no, I'm I'm talking about these just doing articles or like having, hey, look at this women's game where they dropped the gloves and fought. I've never seen a women's hockey fight ever. You've not met, you've not watched many Canada US games, have you? <laughs> okay, <laughs> like legit. Oh, like, le- like pro pro games. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. You're right. So all I'm saying is, when you're playing the same team, bring me highlights. You're right. I want big hits. Well, maybe a okay, little bit okay, of fights. Okay, you can't have hits, Alex. It's it's not in the women's game. Why are why is there okay? Why is there no hitting? Why is there no hitting? It's just part. It's the rules. So then change the rules because there's... Do you want me to bring in... I could call in Kelly and she could explain anatomically why. Okay, but it's just another factor of it's the the quote-unquote the women's game. Yes, you want it to be just the game. I understand. So you want to play on the same level as men, but you don't hit like men. You don't want to... You want to be on the same level as... I'm not going to get in this conversation, Alex. I refuse. I refuse to get in this conversation. No, no, it's not a personal... Because it's going to... It's not a personal belief thing. It's, it's not. Just, it's, it's not a personal thing. But here's the problem: there are reasons why. There are legitimate reasons why they don't hit. I'm not going to get into them, but there well, are reasons. Well, I know why. I know why. I'm just saying it's. But that's that's shouldn't be a, the, that a, shouldn't be the hindrance it's because a they're part not hitting. Of the, it's a part of the issue. It's because it perception be. of the league that they have a rule where they cannot hit each other. You're telling me that, know, you're telling me the Olympic gold medal game last year, granted it went to a dumb shootout, was not one of the best games in the both men's and women's tournament. What I'm telling you is that the NHL would lose a lot of viewership and a lot of respect if they took out hitting. No, that's, that's what I'm saying. But they can hit. That's what I'm that's what I'm that's what I yes, I agree. They took they took it out. And yes, they that's would. why there's a certain fan base of NHL viewers that but watch you, the games for the hits and the fights. But you have an opportunity right now to grow the game. Use it. Try everything. Okay, yes, and I'm yes, not, there's not yes, I'm not I agree with highlights. with you. Yes, there's highlights. I'm not arguing with you. You're the one that's making you this But you're asking argument. but you're asking for hits, why don't they hit? I'm like, because there's a reason. It's a rhetorical question, dummy. But that's why okay, so but you're but you agree that there should be more for women, women's hockey. There's no question. There is talent. What they went the All Star game went to a shootout. The NWH All Star game, an and exciting why, game. It was that, a great game. And that's why I'm saying just make the NHL a quote unquote co-ed league because then you take out. Oh, it's so simple. That's so simple. Yes, I understand. Because here's another thing. Another big huge reason why the NWHL and the CWHL will not get and never get as much publicity as the NHL is because it's two com- it's it's so well, technically it's three competing leagues. You have the dominant force that has a not actual but a monopoly over the hockey market in North America and then you have two lesser leagues that are trying to fight the big one. It's like having They're not trying to fight the big one. It's they just came together. No, I mean for broadcasting, for having like time on TV. So you have it's as if the WWE was trying to fight for TV spots with WCW and ECW. WWE has more money, more resources, and more talent. And they so therefore, they whipped. were going to win. 
They win. But they I don't won think eventually. they're competing against. They're trying to. Com- they're trying to grow with. There's a different. Like, listen. Every nobody knew that the WNBA was ever going to beat the NBA. That was pretty much everyone understood that. But they had talent that was worth watching back then. The be- that well, yeah, they they have talent worth watching, just like in the women's hockey league. But at least at least the WNBA has exposure. Find a way to. That's I'm going to say this right now. In order, if you want the game to grow in the women's game, you're going to have the leagues. The two leagues will have to combine. It will have to merge. It will happen. When I don't know. I want answers for and that. And I'm not agreeing. Or excuse me, I'm not disagreeing with you. They do need to merge, but it's going to take an effort to find a way to get viewers. To not say, "Hey guys, can you pay extra? You pay. You have this TV, all this blah blah blah, but can you pay?" 30 bucks, you know, I don't know how much more per season to watch us online on a laptop. Or whereas, you know, if you had games on, like I said, ESPN 3, ESPN Plus. It, I'm, it just, just, I'm telling you this right now. Easier ways to watch. It's already hard enough to get to have fans to watch every single NHL game because there is going to be 32 teams. Right. You're going to tell me that there's space on television. I'm not saying, pro- I'm not, and I'm not saying right now, like easy access it's hard television. enough i'm saying have it it's like, another big problem why that's what i'm saying espn3 nbc sports you don't see half trust the, me you i don't, did, I you did don't a, watch half the premier league games on nbc sports because they're I all don't. on the app because they're not, there's only a couple on tv but they have them all on the app you're preaching to the choir you're talking to the guy that's that did a report why on i'm this. saying at least try to get something you may not be on NBC Sports. You may not be on NBC. You may not be on ESPN. You may not be on ESPN two, but you'll be on ESPN three. You'll be an easy accessible where people don't have to extenuate more money because they have a satellite package and they can use that for going online on the app, which you can stream on laptops. Everyone has like a Google stick anyway, or a ah, Google Fire stick, Tyler, or an Amazon ESPN stick. ESPN two. You also have to remember, ESPN doesn't just broadcast hockey; they broadcast every other sport. No, in but the that's world. why I'm, that's why I'm saying, Alex, you can put unlimited amounts on the internet. So that's why be, ESPN three. I'm not. That's why I said so it's going to be like 2. the BBC. <laughs> no, you can, where they just have like five channels. No, that's no ESPN three. You can put unlimited amounts on ESPN three. Yes, you may have to search it. it may take a minute, but you still. But have they it already on there. have programming on ESPN three. But it does. You have. It's un, not but like it's the, unlimited. It's unlimited amounts. Yes, you may. Yes, unfortunately, ESPN would have to hire hockey people. Gosh, forbid. They already have hockey people. Stop being they pretentious. Have four. Stop being pretentious. Wyshynski and three interns. You're a hockey hipster, bud. Get out of here. Thank you. But you know what I'm saying? But I'm just saying, there's, there are, this is the time. There's so much. The Clarkson Cup was, last year, I think, was that was on Sportsnet. Sportsnet, countrywide, the, for the first time ever. The NWHL gets a platform with Kendall Coyne going, going one of the, setting a fast lap. Mm-hmm. And then the All-Star game right after the Nashville game. Nashville fans just stayed and watched because they were curious. You had it live on Twitter, which had, I don't know, I think almost over a million viewers. I mean, it's crazy that this game is right now, that's growing. Now is the time to take advantage of it. You're and, not wrong. And go for and something. I'm not disagreeing with you. Go for a, I don't, you know, now, yes, don't go and blow, blow a big amount of money because, let's be honest, it's it's a gamble. It'd be a gamble you're going to have to take, but... The league, it's gonna happen. The leagues need to merge. There needs to be talks. There needs to be some driving force to merge these two leagues together and find a way to make it a, a continental game. You can't just have a few teams in the north and Worcester, which is still a weird thing, and then the American teams. You can't have two separate leagues. If you want this game to thrive, if you want the women's game to grow, to thrive, to be something that you think it can be, which it has unlimited potential, untapped potential, they can. They need to. Join forces, use each other's resources, and grow the game. 
Hockey Canada gets involved, USA Hockey gets involved, the game grows ex- exponentially. It becomes a legitimate, not not legitimate sport, entity. legitimate legitimate entity. Thank you. Like I said, you're one with the big words here. Yep. You go to school. Yep. I grow up. Grow up. Smart. On that note, I give them all the luck in the world. It's gonna take a lot. It's gonna. It is gonna take a lot. Hey, you wanna know how long it took the NHL to really get popular? They were on Versus for a hot second. Let's just keep that in mind, boys. Well, because NBC owned them. Well, no, yes. yeah, because NBC owned Versus. But I'm just saying, like, well, like I'm talking like the 30s and 40s. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, it took, like, the league to get to, like, the 60s. And, well, television, of course, helped. But it took the league a lot, the NHL itself, a long time to become a marketable sport, a profitable sport. It'll take a long time. Yep. But you got to take that gamble first. Yep. Ah, uh, no. Thank you so much for listening. For Tyler and for our special guest, Thomas Biondo, we are so thankful for you listening. We will see you next time. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye.